Nice haircut, Gary. Can I just say nice haircut? Well, um, it, it is, to be honest, Rob, I wanted, I was a bit concerned this week that uh, you made the top 10 of um, famous bald people of the world. And, uh, and I thought that's not fair. So maybe I could be number 11. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was uh, it was gutting not to have made the top five, but there we go. <laughs> who was number one then? I can't remember who it was. I think it was Bruce Willis. Oh, okay. Okay. All so, right, well, so then. you know, Rob was in the right company, <laughs> yeah. and obviously up now, there with the greats. Yeah, and as as I've now had my head shaved, I am too. I think. So, what a week and a very happy happy Easter, by the way. Happy Easter. Oh, yes, Can thank you. you. Yes, yes, yes. Have you had your Easter yeah. eggs? No, not yet. No, that'll be oh, well uh, done, on Sunday. Rob. On Sunday. Well, no, uh, no, I was just thinking, I know what you like for chocolate. I know. I do like uh, the odd chocolate, and Susie's showing us something yeah, on the I've got screen some here. Little, little chocolate bunnies here that actually, yeah, the packet's mostly got empty. <laughs> it's empty, <so>. yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. my afternoon snacks <clears> when I'm, I'm, you know, feeling like I'm sort of wilting a little bit, and there I have my little chocolate bunny, and I'm fine. <laughs> when do you well, wilt? Is that normally about four o'clock, an hour into your show? Uh, yeah, d- can you hear it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we are. That's memory lane anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm feeling it this morning. We had our rule of six in a friend's garden last night, and it was the first time we'd all been together since, when was the last time we were allowed to get together? I mean, so long ago. Uh, 1860, I think, no. Yeah, it felt like that. It was quite awkward in a way when everybody first sat down. Okay, well, what are we going to talk about? I've done nothing. What have you done? Nothing. And then, of course, as the evening wore on, it it warmed up, but it was, there was a sort of 10 minutes at the beginning that was almost, almost awkward. And these are people we've all known each other now for, since our boys were four, since they first started school, so twenty years, and um, and and it was just interesting how it took a while for us all to get used to having people around again. It's nice, isn't it? But do you think you agree with the the vaccine passport? I mean, if you you may need to have a vaccine passport to go to the pub. Now, do you, I heard you <clears throat> on the show talking about exactly that, and one of the things I thought you rightly said was, it, it, you know. There was talk about it. it's. It's kind of it's almost handwritten. So how on earth do you have a vaccine passport that can't be forged? Well, apparently Michael Gove and Tony Blair have been working on this together for months now, and they're going to bring it in. But they are saying that people will have to sign in in pubs. Every single individual will have to sign in going into a pub, and you may need a vaccine passport. Vaccine passport, you know, just you know, maybe I should sell this to them, but it'd be really easy on the NHS app, which has record of your, you know, your vaccination or not. You have that on your app on your phone. Job done, easy peasy. But I don't, I don't agree with it. I absolutely agree with it for foreign travel. I think you should absolutely have a vaccine passport for going out or anyone coming in should have, you know, a a qualification they've had their vaccine, but not going down the shops or going down the pub and all that. That's ridiculous. ridiculous. It does feel it does have a whiff of Big Brother, doesn't it? More than a whiff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, more than ever. I agree. I agree. It does feel like, you know, we're being increasingly monitored with everything we do, you know, whether it's getting rid of cash so that everybody uses every uses their card for everything. So, I mean, if you want to go and, I mean, I, you can still use cash, but who knows, five years down the, the line, whether we'll even still be using that. Well, there's, so, a, new, there's a new polymer £50 note out. 
<laughs> not that I've seen. Oh well, them, I haven't you know. got any of those, and I won't be seeing them for a long time either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in the papers over the weekend, they've been saying there's a, there was a great headline in the Sun the other day, uh, which the, oh I must try and find it because it, it was such a such a clever headline in the Sun about foreign travel, and, and it was the planes to Spain now mainly to Bahrain. Uh, because you're not going to be able to travel to many of the European countries for a holiday. Oh, no. That's sort of, no. No, you've heard that. But they're saying Bahrain is getting loads of bookings, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, uh, all getting loads of bookings. But the one, that, uh, the place I would go of all those places over there, I don't know about you, Sue's on this one, uh, Oman. Yes. I, would, I think Oman would be a great. Have you oh, been to Oman? I have. Going? I've been a number of times, and it, it is, it's a really lovely place. It's very, very Arabic still, which is nice. Um, it's way more Arabic than Dubai is, um, for sure. Uh, very nice beaches, very nice hotels. And the last time I went, which was now probably four years ago, not that expensive. And okay. we we booked into a really nice hotel um, uh, right in, in, the, in the main place, whatever it's called. I can't remember. Yeah. And, Muscat. And Muscat, thank you. Muscat, yep. Muscat. Just came to me. In the light. <laughs> Sorry, it's a song um, about it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, muskrat love, um, and um, that's muskrat actually, muskrat love. Yeah, all right, song. spoil okay. sport. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Um, uh, yeah, very nice. And there is another place, and I can't remember what it is, but we did it on um, Wish You Were Here. And the only way that you can get there is either by boat or, more importantly, by paragliding in. <laughs> and, I, oh. and it looks amazing and that's yeah. uh that's on the sort of coast of uh, oman so yeah that sorry sounds, go on that's no that does sound a good place to go mm. where there's you're not going to find many people there which would be apart from the day trippers on the boats and they probably leave and you want to stay there in the evening yeah. well you definitely get the impression that's got a bit of history whereas the likes of dubai although they've got all the bits and bobs you know it's all just modern and it's just been built hasn't it you know yeah. not very nice yeah, yeah. of course but but it's <clears> just <throat> modern and, and and dates back you know 10 years as opposed to the impression you get from oman is that it's been there centuries you know? have you been to jordan no, somebody told me I should go. I went to the mm. World Travel Mart a couple of years ago, and I spoke to the bloke from Jordan. He said, "Oh, you must come. It's lovely. Is it good?" Is it Eddie, you... I don't remember his name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Jordan. No, it wasn't Eddie Jordan. You're on the ball this morning, Gary. <laughs> uh, because if you go to places like Petra, uh, mm. just uh, unbelievable place, and uh, you can either walk into Petra or you can go on horseback. I went on horseback. Oh. Yeah, no. And and then the actual, there's, you know, there's all the, again, very Arabic stuff. So there are souks and lots of places to go and so on. But then equally, you know, there's, there's I do, I'd quite like the Middle East. I think there's some really lovely places to go. It's such a shame that I am the age I am. And if I was older, you would have gone years ago to places like Libya and Iraq and Iran and so on, which apparently were also amazing years ago mm, mm, i haven't been particularly attracted to that area but uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe i'll have to be you know well if, i'm if not sure fun. there's as much to see there now because mm. you know half of it's been destroyed but yeah. um but i think some of the countryside in some of those places is is so stunning um you know you go up into the mountainous regions and some of them mm. are people say just unbelievably beautiful so mm. um you know maybe one day never say never Exactly, exactly. In Morocco, there's some lovely mountainous areas in Morocco. Really? And, and yeah, yeah, and some very nice 
um, places to go in Morocco as well. Again, sort of lovely resort places. And it's and, and everyone imagines when you go to Morocco, they go you know, into the main city. But there's some really lovely places to go to Morocco instead of right in the middle of the city. So, Well, we're turning into a travel podcast here, aren't yeah, we? Yes, yes. Perhaps we'll send, we'll send it to the, the people in Jordan and they'll say, oh, c- come and visit, come and visit, do a programme about us. That would be nice. That would we be could nice. even do a single podcast, go all the way there just to do our podcast. What a great <laughs> idea. You're full of good ideas. Excellent idea. I'm, I'm, I'm on that. it. Anyway, so that's that's enough of the, the travel now. I think we should we should move on, move on, and uh, talk a little bit about music because the, uh, the playlist meeting is all about music. And well done to you both for picking um, – Start walking 1965 to 1976, the Nancy Sinatra album for last week. Mm. It was a good choice, you know, yep. that you unanimously came up with. And here it is Friday, so now she's had a sit down because she started walking. She's had all week, so now she's having a sit down. Excellent. And she right. deserves it. <laughs> so I, I, there is a new track out by Gary Newman. And, and yeah. I think that a satanic group have asked him if they could if he could perhaps knock something up for them. Because if you've heard it... I it, have. It, it, oh, my goodness me. It's awful. It's, it's, well, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think it's probably more than awful. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, we, we can't possibly play that one. No. Um, I mean, also, the other one we can't possibly play, which I had high hopes for, was the new record from Garbage, uh, which, which and I is thought, it? Oh, this could be good. Um, it's... It's called The Men Who Rule the World. And then it does have that little sign on it that says explicit. And the first line goes, the men who rule the world have really it up. (laughs) 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 And it's just so obvious. Oh, God, I can't play that one on the wireless thing, can we? Because it's it's got the F word in the first 10 words. You know, it's just just terrible. Just terrible. Sorry, I was just, um, I went to look at some music online just whilst you were chatting, Rob, and I couldn't find my way back to, to our chat, you know? <laughs> and I was looking and I was like, where, how do I find? It's not a Zoom call, so I can't find you on Zoom. down, <laughs> the little uh, things at the bottom trying to, I was getting more and more panicky. <laughs> we could see you looking a bit blank. Uh, that's my normal look, actually. <laughs> Because yeah, Travis have got, I thought I had high hopes for this, Rob. Uh, Travis have got um, an album out called um, uh, uh, Good Feeling. But again, yeah. it's like Susie keeps saying, it's one of those, you get caught out you think, oh, oh Travis. And then you realise it's in fact an album from 1979 or whatever it's from, uh, yeah. or 1997, I think it is. And it's vinyl. Yeah, I got excited about Long Road Out of Eden, new from the Eagles, but it's the vinyl version of their 2007 uh, album. So that's, yeah. that's old. Having said that, the one I would like to recommend to you is something you've been going on about for a little while. It's an album called Half Drunk Under a Full Moon. Oh, yeah. And it's the new one from the Fratellis. Uh, oh. And it's really that's good. That's very good. It's really good. Really good. Like and we've been Fratellis. playing the single from it. Yeah. So do you think Which we should- is good. Yeah, it's a good single. And there are very good tracks on the album, actually. So I, what, that would be my recommendation. I, I'm happy I don't, to go with your recommendation. Yep. yep, I don't feel forced into that at all. I don't feel as though we've <laughs> that's been... Un, water- that's unusual, though, isn't it, Gary? Yeah, yeah. I don't feel as though we've been waterboarded into that at all, Rob. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, careful, careful. Now, have um, either of you watched um, uh, Dragon's Den? No. Oh, okay, okay. Because in a bid to get it more ratings, they've moved it to BBC One. And, oh, okay. Yeah, they, so they think that's going to get it more ratings. It's been going for years and years. Peter Jones is the dragon that's been on there for the longest time, and he seems quite good. I like Deborah Meaden on that. If you've, uh, you've seen her, she's yeah, I do. I think she's very good next to, to, to Peter Jones. Then there's Tuka Sullivan. I have watched numerous episodes of Dragon's Den. I've never seen him bid or get anything. He never he puts his mouth there, but he never puts his money there. He never invests in anything. There used to be a woman on it who was, to be fair, was quite fit, and I can't remember her name. She's not on it anymore, and she never ever put her hand in a. Can you not? Okay, Uh, and she never ever put her hand in her handbag. (laughs) Not once (laughs) did she. She never got her purse out. No, I I, I don't see the point of being on there. Whereas Peter Jones. Mm. Uh, God, he must have a, a seller of cash. Yeah, well, and 450 million. Who was the one that used to be on there? Theo, Theo Pathetis. Theo Pathetis. Pathetis. Pathetis was yeah. A, yeah. yeah. It was him. And who was the other original one? There was another uh, original uh, one. Uh, uh, Ballantyne, Duncan Ballantyne. Oh, Duncan right, Ballantyne. Yeah. yeah, he never put his hand in his pocket either. He never Scott. put his hand in. Yeah. Strange man. Met him a couple of times. Yeah, strange. Yeah. Now, yeah, did, you see Unfor- did you see Unforgotten? The final episode of Unforgotten this week. Yes. No. Okay, Susie didn't. <laughs> Rob did. Now, Rob, did it bring a tear to your eye? It did, actually. I think it was oh, the good. finest, the finest final episode of any of those series I've ever seen. Yeah. It was absolutely good. brilliant. Absolutely good. brilliant. Yeah, I thought it was a – I don't know why. I assume – and there is nothing online, I've looked, why Nicola Walker wanted it to be out – Apart from she just felt she'd reached the end of the character. Well, you've just blown it for anyone who's not watched it, and you've blown it for Susan. But it has been all over the press, I think, so we we do know. Yeah, there's been a lot about it in the press. It's just There's several series, aren't there? That was series four. Yeah. Yeah, And and apparently it's not going to be the last. It is going to No, no, they're coming back, and they're bringing back for uh, the – I can't remember the character's name. It doesn't matter. But uh, the the other detective um, that's in it, um, he is going to come back with um, someone else. And there's there's lots of speculation that Sonny Khan, um, who is uh, Sanjay Bhaskar. Thank you very much. Sanjay Bhaskar um, is going to come back with a star name. So that'll be oh, great. Well, it's, a, it's very, very well written. That Brilliantly well written. Be. So it's very, the writing. Well but Nicola Walker as Cassie was just fantastic and it's such sure. a surprise that she uh, you know, she died at the end of the series. You, you just weren't expecting that, were you? No, it was, no, it was the last all. thing you expected. And and someone said to me in the in terms of her acting that she is um she she she's one of those actors that doesn't actually need to say anything. She mm. just she just has a look, and, yeah. and the look is enough to convey an entire sentence. And yeah. and there, there was a series, and I've said this before, and I can't remember the, the series. I should have researched it. But um, there was a series on, and he was a detective based in World War Two. He was a policeman, essentially, based in World War Two, investigating sort of crime and all kinds of you know, black market things and that sort of thing. And I can't remember what it was called. 
will come to me. And the actor in that was exactly the same. He just, he wouldn't say anything, but, but he didn't need to because he was, mm. he was in fact acting, which is obviously yeah. his job. Um, well, some actors so, can take a close up, can't they? And Nicola yeah. Walker in Unforgotten can really take a close up, mm. uh, and it show, her eyes, her nose, and mouth are also expressive. You just mm. little, little and tiny poor, movement. Poor, poor Peter Egan, his uh, uh, mm. her um, uh, father in the series, her dad. Uh, see that this week his his dear wife has, after something like forty nine years, has passed away. Yeah, and he, it was very moving. This, did you see the video? I that did. He I thought, yeah, it was so upsetting. And he's such a – I've met him a few times. My daughter's done some work with him, and he's just the loveliest, mm. loveliest man. And to see him talking like that, it was – it made you really feel – and I've never met his wife, but, but you know, I just felt no, so was, upset. Was, I mean, it, just really 40 – I think yeah. 46 years, he said, which no, very good. must be terrible. Well, you, must watch him, you must watch him in Unforgotten because he's in Unforgotten and just fantastic. He's very good. He's really good. Yeah, really good. And I do haven't you watched think... any of them. I haven't even watched the first series. So. No, okay. Have you seen Line of Duty, Suze, the new series? No, I haven't seen that either. Okay. Well, there's no spoilers here, apart from to say everyone keeps writing to say it's pants. I think it's all right. <laughs> I think it's good. I'm still, I'm still caught first, up in it. I thought for episode one was pants. As you say, okay. uh, episode two was trousers. I'm uh, um, no, no. I got into it more in episode yeah. two, so I will give episode three a go. Interestingly, that because of COVID, they Joe Mercurio does say <clears throat> that it is quite difficult because they've had to film with um, obviously with uh, distancing, social but distancing. Also, yeah. uh, they've had to film it with. Um, uh, in various, so if they're in a location which has all been cleaned and sterilised, they'll do sort of scene one of episode one, but they'll also do scene four of episode nine and see and so on. So the actors, bless them, are literally jumping around all over the place. And he has admitted that that gelling together has become very difficult. But uh, but they are still editing them as That's they go. Yeah, he said after editing. He said, uh, Jed Mercurio said after episode one, he said, yeah, give us a chance because we actually haven't even edited episode two yet. And that was just after episode yeah. one. So difficult. Yeah, it's been good in the past line of duty. I think it just, for me, just uh, paled uh, in comparison to Unforgotten. But there mm. we are. Now, I'm not disappointed. I'm not sure what you feel, Suze, but I'm re- just looking at our pictures here where we can see each other. And thank goodness you at home can't. Uh, but I'm so glad <laughs> to see you've... You've well, he's retained the underpants in the background. I know, I, know, I, I noticed that as well. Oh, yeah. And uh, can I just the point same out pair. That, that they've had a wash? That is, in fact, a, that is, in fact, a second wash. So there you are. <laughs> so those underpants, they are the same underpants. And I thought, um, just uh, they were in the drawer, but I just thought to myself, for a gag, let's pop them on and see if anyone notices. And, and why don't we Rob, do it? Each, each. Rob the Eagle Jones has indeed spotted the pants. It was why don't we do it every week where you do something, you move something around from your background and see, you know, like spot the difference. Yeah. Now, I mean, Stop if we were doing it in the bedroom and you were looking at my bedding, you'd have obviously noticed that that hasn't been changed for a month or two, but you know, that's oh. a different thing. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Okay. Actually, talking about changing the bedding, um, there was a, something interesting in the paper this morning that I was reading about people that get really annoyed with something their other half does. And one of the things that was really annoying people was when someone leaves a knife hanging over the sink, like a like a, a sharp knife, but it's like a diving board. So they just the bit that you cut with on a knife just over the edge of the sink. Why not either put it in the sink? Or wash it, put it away, but leave it just the sharp bit hanging over into the sink. Do See, you my do that? now here's something that's annoying. No, I don't. But here's something that's annoying that I do do. That I, I don't. I've done, always done it, and it really annoys my other half. I come down, for example, in the morning, or I'll in the day. I'll walk back in from the garden room. I walk into the kitchen with my dirty cup, ta-da, my dirty cup, and pop it in the sink. And she says, <clears throat> under the sink, if you open the door. Lo and behold, there is a dishwasher. So is there any reason why you can't just pull the door open and put it in there? And clearly it's because it is far easier to just put it in the sink. And in exactly the same way that when my pants go into the laundry basket, (laughs) I fling them from one side of the room to the other. And if I score, then obviously I cheer. If they go on the floor, uh, that is in fact where they stay until she picks them up. Oh, oh my sorry. goodness! I just thought I should just you know, what, is, what an well, admission! And, and she and, and I it's, know you have owned up, which you know I take my hat off to you, but I don't take my hat off to you that you do it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got friends of mine, like I have a friend of mine whose wife gets really grumpy with him. He has a bath almost always on a Sunday night. Don't know why, bit of a ritual for him, but he always has a bath on a Sunday night. He gets out of the bath dries himself, and then his wife, at some point before going to bed, goes into the bathroom and shouts at him and says, Roger, is there any reason why you haven't just pulled the plug out every single week? He never, ever pulls the plug um, out of the bath. What? And I don't disgusting. know. I don't know whether it's because he forgets or... or I have no idea. Just he's never done it. I think it's probably because as a really child horrible. his mother like when- did it. Yeah, but people do that with washing up as well, don't they? They leave the dirty water in the sink. It's the same with the bath. I mean, someone else's dirty bath water is not not a nice thing. No, not nice. But also the the washing up in the sink. The the worst one for me is if someone leaves a glass in the water in the in the sink, but it's covered. And so a nice glass, and and, oh, I'm just going to put this in the bank crash. It's, it's yeah, cracked and broken because you couldn't see it in there. And it, why would you? Why would you leave a glass soaking under underwater? But that's the thing about not leaving water in the sink in the first place. Well, indeed, see, if there was no water in there, you would be able to see it. Wouldn't be able to do it exactly. Yeah, yeah that, well, very good point. Well made. Susie's <laughs> house is obviously very, very clean. Oh, uh, I would have thought so. Would have thought so. She's the dust inspector, I think. <laughs> Not in any shape or form. Not <laughs> if only you could see. <laughs> Captain Dust. So now, now we had a little bit of freedom this week. Um, tell us what we you know. Let's share what we've been doing this week. So, Suze, I think you were out and about the other night. Last night, yeah. Um, <gasps> that was it. That was my that was my only one and only um, outing. Now we can sit in a garden. Uh, someone's garden and unfortunately it was when the weather had changed a little bit luckily we had a a fire pit to keep us warm uh, everyone has wasn't... a fire pit these days you bought yes. your son a fire pit didn't I you i did i did and a very good friend of mine is going out she's had a garden all done and so on and she's going out today to buy a fire pit oh goodness so you you, uh, you had a lovely evening though Suze. yeah 
Oh, it was lovely. I'm I'm regressing it this morning, though, is all I can, <laughs> I can say. See that yes. from her eyes. Oh, God. Have you noticed? No makeup, yeah. hair, yeah. you know, I've literally crawled out of bed, got my Barocca or Barocca, you know, to wake me up a bit. I don't know. I, I thought I, I mean, you know, really, it was three glasses that it, you know, tipped me right over. I hadn't <laughs> noticed, to be honest, that you didn't have any makeup on, Suze. I just thought that is your your natural look. Yeah. Rob, however, I had noticed. It is a very noticed. natural look. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, Rob, you can tell when he's not done his hair and makeup. Yeah, full slap this morning, full slap. <laughs> Actually, it was quite interesting. The, the, other, the other place I work sometimes, they've just bought this 85-inch television uh, that will be in the boardroom. And... <laughs> saying if anyone's having a Zoom call or whatever, they will come up on this 85-inch <gasps> screen as we're doing, but on an 85-inch screen. Can you imagine your hair and makeup will have to be done because it'll be super high definition and massive? <laughs> Gosh. Oh, yeah, that's a bit scary. What you need it? to do, Suze, is get a bit of Vaseline and just smear it over the lens of your camera. And then you'll just look out Oh, then out it gets of, a sort of misty yeah, You'll misty just look, look out of it? focus. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. How about you, Gary? Now, I understand you went to play golf. I did, Rob, and I was very, very pleased. My, uh, uh, To be honest, my achievement was that in 18 holes, I lost 11 balls. So that was a result. <laughs> I was very, very pleased. Yeah. Where did you play? Um, at Oak, I can't remember if it's called Oak Park or Oak Hill, um, okay. down the road. And then I, I managed nine holes yesterday. At the Royal Automobile Club. Oh, very posh. Which was very nice. So, And I quite like the Royal Automobile Club because there are a lot less woods than there are at Oak Park. And therefore, I do a lot less walking. Now, you're a member. I do remember. Oh, I am a member. You are a member, aren't you? I I am. And so you could take guests. I could. I mean, if Susie it's would like really to nice come, he's very really. welcome. <laughs> oh, sorry, you, Rob. Oh, yes, yes, silly me. Uh, yes, we could go and play golf. Yes. You need I'd to be to terribly patient, though, because I play zigzag golf. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's military <laughs> golf. Left, right, left, right, left, right. <laughs> yes, that is it, yeah. yeah. Um, as I said to you on one of our handovers, my handicap is the clubs. Um yeah. But, yeah, I just uh, – I mean, I quite enjoy it. I find it a little bit frustrating when you think, yeah, this is going to go well, and then you whack the ball and <laughs> and it goes off into the trees. And then, yeah. and if you're playing with someone, I, you can sort of hear them tutting, or even though they're 50 metres away. Oh, they don't. They don't. They don't. Just, just, that's just in your mind. They don't. <laughs> they're, they're not tutting. No, I do know Jeff. It. I do know Jeff. Oh, he is okay. tutting. Yeah. Oh, right. Because he and and sometimes he does less than tutting because he will say, Come on. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> Except he's terribly nicely spoken like Susie. So he actually sort of says, Come along. Could you hurry? <laughs> and uh, chap. And that sort of thing. So yeah, but eleven balls I lost uh, well, on that's the not first good. day. So that was good. And on the nine hole, I only lost three. So oh, I, I thought I, okay. I that was good. So that was an extra. Well, I nicked uh, extra them anyway from the practice ground, so it's okay. Oh, you're not supposed to do that. No, but then it saves me buying them, Rob. And obviously, at the Royal <laughs> Automobile Club, the, the the practice balls are really good quality balls. They're posh. So that's fine. Yeah, they're posh balls. <laughs> well, the membership there is not cheap, so you know, no. probably if you take a couple of balls there no. here and there, it's probably so, fine. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yep, a thousand balls a year. 
Perfect. Not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thoroughly enjoyed my golf this week. So much, I played twice. Oh. And I have to tell you, I played with the same ball all the way around both times. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was, yeah. No, that was most pleasing because you normally do one. But uh, no, I managed to. In fact, I've had three rounds now with the same ball. It's a bit knackered, to be honest. I could do a new one, but, I, but I'm superstitious now. I need to play with it next time because that's been good. That's been good, that ball. So I'll stick with that one because so there's so much superstition in, in sport, but, but golf, I think, particularly. I do it the same way. Oh, that worked. I'll do it again. That worked. No, it doesn't. But, uh, Have you uh, ever played golf, golf Suze? Um, I did actually win at some raffle. Uh, win a golf lesson. And I was—I had my one half-hour golf lesson, and was told I could be quite good. But then I never played again, and that was oh. it. So, yeah. Well, that potential. Well, it's—it's it's quite a long time. It takes a while to play golf, you know. And it's, yeah. it's a big chunk out of a day. And I, you know, when am I going to have that time? I don't. That's the downside. Days. That is the downside. And they have—they've been bringing in uh, nine-hole competitions because for younger people, you know, dedicating four or five hours to a round of golf, you know. By the time you've got there and played and gone home, it's a lot. You know, if you've got a job and you're working and all that sort of stuff, five hours out of the day is a bit too much, isn't it? And it used to be that lots of business was done on the golf course, mm-hmm. yeah, as, as that used to be done over lunch. Yeah. But now none yeah. of that happens because of you know various rules and being PC and all that sort of stuff. So you can't do business on no. the golf course or indeed in the restaurant anymore. Although I saw a friend the other day uh, who lives around the corner. He He sells ships. Big ships. I asked him. Yeah, no, seriously, he does. He's ex Navy, and he he uh, he sells ships. And he he said uh, that he'd been getting a bit bored, but he said eventually got in for a lunch, and um and had a lunch. And he said, and it was perfect because I sold a ship over lunch. And t- oh wow! He, yeah, he sells to the Russians. He sells ship big ships Did, to the Russians. That ship that got trapped in the Suez Canal. Yep. I had no idea. I, you know, I realise it's quite difficult, but I didn't realise how difficult it was. And I've looked online for a documentary. Here's an idea, Rob. I've looked online for a documentary about the Suez Canal. Why is it so important? How did it come about? All of that kind of thing. Can't find one anywhere. Oh, because, there we go. Yeah, so I, I can't find one. But I didn't realise that ship being trapped was so costly to the industry. Mm. I didn't realise that. Is Someone will be making billions? a documentary now. They'll be doing it now already. As, as literally, as we sit here chatting about it, somebody's making it, aren't they? Because it's twelve percent of the world's trade goes through that uh, that little piece of water there. Yeah. So when it's blocked, Amazing. it's a big problem. And of course, Susan, you brought this whole subject up last week, didn't you? Well, I know um, it was interesting when it was stuck, and that picture of that tiny crane <laughs> next to it that just looks like, oh of course that's going to do the job isn't it <laughs> yeah. uh, but i i'm just glad everything's moving again now that's that's the good news and now it's but how much money game. did the whole thing cost yeah. billions it was it was you know? billions yeah and and now there's the blame game because there's the shipping company saying it's not our fault there's the pilot saying well it is your fault because the engine stopped working and then it just drifted into the bank and the shipping company saying no, you were a half wit the way that you were steering, and all of those kind of things. So there's a there's an awful lot of um, legal menagerie going on. Well, as Sue said last week, they should never have had that stag party on board, should they? <laughs> <laughs> that was a mistake. That was an accident waiting to happen. That I mean, spec savers have been on to the captain, you know, yep. pop in, and <laughs> offered him an appointment. All of that. Yeah, no, no. It's, uh, 
Right. Well, I think we need anyway. to uh, we need to draw things to a conclusion. Um, uh, have a lovely Easter weekend and a lovely Easter week. Uh, plans? You. Got plans? Um, nothing. No. No. Nothing. We'll go for you, boys. Uh, no, I'm going to be sort of doing a bit of gardening and bit and so on, and I'm just going to sort of just chill a little bit. Although I am having a takeaway Sunday lunch, my first takeaway roast dinner from the local pub. Oh, I del- Deliveroo not delivering it then. No, you just go and collect it from the local pub. Deliveroo here? Gracious me. (laughs) Well, that's where they've been going wrong as their shares crash after their public (laughs) offering. They're obviously not delivering to your area, Gary. If only they've been delivering to your area. Did you buy any shares, though? Did you buy shares? I was really, really tempted to. I thought I'll spend £50 and buy some shares. Uh, And then I thought, you know what? I think they've had their best days. They cannot possibly have a better year than the one they've just had because everyone is, has been ordering in food. And the last thing you want to be doing now, and apart from perhaps this weekend, Gary, but the last thing you want to be doing is ordering in food. I want to go out. I want to go out for some food. Yeah, that's true. But you, the, A, you can't get a booking. Um, and, um, and and obviously you can't eat in still. And so, so I just thought it was easy just to... Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not condoning you. I'm not sorry. I'm not condemning you for having them. But I just think as a business, I think like this last year yeah, just yeah. gone has to be their best can't be as good next year so i didn't i didn't in the end i didn't invest well, you, to be fair, i wonder if any of the, the dragons i wonder if any no, of the well, dragons I was just thinking invested. you are the peter jones of the wireless so we would <laughs> bow to you really do you know what this uh, just going back to the dragons very very quickly um there was an article in the papers the other day with peter jones saying that 50 percent of the deals they do on screen never happen he said because we then go into due diligence after the program's finished and he said, most times people, he said, I'm not going to say they were lying, but they've got overexcited about their business. And when we look into it more carefully, oh. we go, oh, now you didn't tell us that bit. Or those sales figures aren't as good as you said. Oh, sorry. So he said, 50% don't ever actually happen. And they've had one big, big success, which Susan knows all about, because she did an interview with uh, Levi Roots, didn't you? A while ago. Right. Oh, yeah, of course. Reggae, reggae sauce. That was yes. uh, that was the big, yeah. their biggest success. But they've had a couple that didn't go so well. Where there's a guy called Sean Palfrey who uh, took uh, a brush in called the Tangle Teaser, and uh, this was a brush to you know undo your tangles in your hair. And they all said, Nah, nah, not 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 really interested. Thank you very much. And he went away with nothing. Since that, he has sold over a hundred million pounds worth of those Tangle wow. Teasers. We've uh, we've had loads of them. The, the girls have had loads of those yeah, tangle teasers yeah. here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other popular. one, the other one they missed out on, is have you you've been to the airport, haven't you? Where you've seen a kiddie with a little suitcase that's got wheels oh, on yeah, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I a little invested in that. That's right. Yeah. Trunky. Well, Trunky uh, was, was invented by a guy called Rob Law. He took it into the Dragon's Den, and they said, no, nah, I can't see that one happening. No, sorry. And he walked away with no money from the Dragon's Den, but has subsequently sold three million of those Trunkies. Good Lord. Well, I never. It's incredible. So they wow. missed out on a couple of good ones. I thought they... they invested in that. So a friend of mine is a butcher, and uh, they invested in his sausage business. Oh really? Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So which uh, which would we know which one it? What maybe um, heck not heck sausages? No, no, no. They're called Turner's Butchers. They're in Aldershot, um, and uh, they went with this uh, investment of their sausage, and uh, basically they've got local <laughs> beer in it, and um, 
and then they give money to Help for Heroes as well. Uh, 10p from every pack goes to Help for Heroes. But interestingly, and I won't bore you with it, but it, when you actually do a deal with the Debt of the Dragons, and it was Peter Jones, and then they kind of start marketing, you think, oh, that's great, because now I've got all of that behind me, which is amazing. So now I'll be on the shelves of Sainsbury's, etc. And even yeah. once you get into the big supermarkets, you then sort of have to do other deals. So, for example, if a packet of sausages is £2 and the supermarket say, okay, we want 60p, the supermarket will then say, well, 60p gets you the bottom shelf. But if you give us 80p, then you get an eye-level shelf. So the more you give them, so to speak, the better the placing and there's that whole thing about in the middle of the shelf, in the middle of the row, at the end, because apparently at the end is better. What um, you want is a, you want a gondola end. I know all about this, Gary. Oh, okay. You want a gondola end, and that costs the most, but you'll sell the most packets of whatever it is. Oh, oh I'm well, not yeah. sure at the end, because sometimes you walk round the end of the aisle to the next aisle, and you miss what's happening at the end. So I wouldn't have said the end bit was, was key. Oh, I would have thought, you know, oh. either either end... A, you know, I'm just thinking about thinking of sausages. If you're walking down that that aisle where they have the meat, it's sort of either end that most people seem to gather. <laughs> I, I don't well, know. I it's not right at the you front need, around the, yeah. you, you know. need to have a word with Tesco then, Suze. You need to tell Tesco where they're going wrong. Because uh, our own. Well, I think they probably have more experience. I'm just saying, in my opinion, Indeed. obviously these Indeed. things are. My opinion. There well, we clearly, our own young Mr. Grace, Rob Jones, knows what he's talking about as far as, <laughs> yeah. as, far as shops are concerned. Well, <laughs> listen, can we tell you, I come from a sausage family, Gary. <laughs> I do. Rob I do. Jones, I, he's open all hours. <laughs> it's No, it, the, the, if I'd not, if my father, sadly my dad died when I was eight, but um, he, just before that, it's because he knew he was uh, not well, he sold our sausage factory. Uh, in, oh, really? uh, in Liverpool, yeah, it was called Jones's Famous Sausages. And was it it? Then became, yeah, and then it became part of Ross Fro Frozen Foods. They merged, and that was it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank, there we go. thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, lovely. And uh, on that on that note, I think we'll draw this to. <laughs> Conclusion. Have a lovely week, both of you. And I'll catch you on the wireless. <laughs>